you hid your vape underneath your pillows. Yeah. And you would come and smoke how often? Oh, I couldn't go longer than like 10, 15 minutes without hitting it. It was so addicting. I brought it with me everywhere I went. Seema Herman never expected that what she thought was a harmless habit, vaping, would end up nearly killing her. It took two days for my lungs to fail and I almost died. The 18-year-old going viral with this photo from her hospital bed, a tube still pumping oxygen to her failing lungs. In her hands, a call to action. Asked for like a pen and paper because that was the only way I could communicate. And I wrote, I want to start a no vaping campaign. That was the first thing I did when I opened my eyes. Seema's story is just the latest in a landslide of incidents linked to vaping, sparking what many officials are calling a national health crisis. What we've seen in the course of the past, let's say, month, is an increased number of people who are coming in with respiratory problems as a result of vaping. So far, the Centers for Disease Control report more than 450 possible cases in 33 states of lung illness associated with vaping. And six deaths have been confirmed in California, Illinois, Indiana, Minnesota, Oregon, and now Kansas. Last Friday, the CDC issued a stark warning. If you are vaping, no matter how old you are, you should consider stopping. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode one of The Vape Show. This is Nandini Bagdi, and I'm here with Om Patel and Caroline Swicegood. Today, we will be discussing vaping and its effects on the younger population. We want people to walk away with a greater knowledge and understanding of how common vaping is worldwide. And we would like to inform the audience of any policy efforts that could effectively reduce the disease's burden. So I want to start off by prefacing the podcast with a news clip that I think encompasses vaping pretty well. Um, so this post was uh, published by the New York Post, and it it's a personal um, scenario regarding an individual named Draven Hatfield, who is a teenager living in the U.S. that claimed that his addiction to vaping caused his lungs to collapse four times. Doctors informed Hatfield that he appeared to have smoked three packs a day for more than 30 years as a result of his vaping addiction. Not only did this impact his health, but it also impacted his physical appearance and made him look very much older than he actually was. He claimed that he started vaping when he was 13 because he thought it was a neat trend and he eventually began using disposable vape pens twice or thrice a week and started experiencing severe chest pains and cramps as a result in October of 2021 and was subsequently rushed to a hospital. He admitted that he did not establish a link between his collapsed lung to his habit of vaping when he returned back to work. However, something similar occurred again a week later and his lungs kept collapsing and then finally for the third time, the teenager contacted an expert and decided that it was time for him to stop vaping. However, at that point it was too late and his lungs did collapse for a fourth time, which required him to get surgery. So now that we have prefaced the topic of vaping, I just want to go into some key statistics that we have found as a group. According to the Pew Research Institution, the shares of secondary students who have vaped nicotine in the past month has roughly doubled since 2017. From 2017 to 2019, among 12th graders, the share 
rates increased from 11% to 25%. Among 10th graders, it was 8% to 20%. And among 8th graders, it was 4% to 9%. We also found that young adults are more likely than older people to vape, but less likely to smoke cigarettes. So 2 in 10 Americans aged 18 through 29 said they vape, compared with only 8% of those aged 30 to 64 and fewer than 0.5% among those 65 and older. Family and friends is a common reason as to why most young adults and students choose to vape. Among students in grades 6 through 12 who said they had never used an e-cigarette, the most common reason as to why they ended up vaping was because they were given something by a friend or family member. Roughly one-third of students said that they use an e-cigarette because of the availability of a different variety of flavors such as mint, candy, fruit, or chocolate. And 17% of young uh, students said they used vaping as an addiction because they perceived it to be less harmful than other forms of tobacco such as cigarettes. So this just goes to show there's also um, huge misunderstandings when it comes to vaping and oftentimes people think it's okay to vape just because it seems like the safer option when in reality it can be just as harmful as other forms of tobacco and nicotine. According to the Texas Department of State Health Services, there are 20 cigarettes worth of nicotine in each vape pod. And so now that we have introduced vaping as um, a topic, we will get further into this podcast by discussing what exactly vaping is, symptoms of addiction, those that are... So what is vaping? Vaping is a simulation of smoking. Google defines vaping as the action or practice of inhaling and exhaling vapor containing nicotine and flavoring produced by device designed for the purpose. Some e-cigarettes look like regular cigarettes, cigars, or pipes. Some look like USB flash drives, pens, and other everyday items. E-cigarettes have a lower per-use cost than traditional cigarettes. This causes kids to be more prone to buying e-cigarettes than regular cigarettes. Because nicotine is highly addictive, it causes you to crave a smoke and suffer withdrawal symptoms if you ignore the craving. Vapes come in many shapes and sizes, but they have the same basic components. This includes a battery, sensor, and flavor cartridge. The myth that vaping is less dangerous than smoking is what is causing teens to go to vaping and making it more popular. Although they've been promoted as an aid to help you quit smoking, E-cigarettes have not received FDA approval as smoking cessation devices. A recent study found that most people who intended to use e-cigarettes to kick the nicotine habit ended up continuing to use traditional and e-cigarettes. Someone who is strongly addicted to nicotine tend to still vape even when they do not want to anymore. The e-liquid is quickly heated and converted to an aerosol that can be inhaled into the lungs. Symptoms of nicotine withdrawal include headache, anxiety, irritability, sweating, restlessness, fatigue, insomnia, a depressive mood, hunger or food cravings, or just an intense craving for vaping. When you're addicted to nicotine, you will experience withdrawal symptoms if you don't vape for an extended time and the nicotine level in your bloodstream drops. 
Because addiction is a form of learning, adolescents can get addicted more easily than adults. People with asthma are at high risk for vaping. 20% of people aged 18 to 29 vape. Compared to 9% of people aged 30 to 49, 7% of people aged 50 to 64, and less than half a percent of people older than 65. Poor mental health caused by chronic depression, sadness, and mood swings are signs of someone who is at high risk for starting to vape. Some people might see e-cigarettes as a way of coping with these stressors. Anyone experiencing these issues should quit smoking or vaping. The long-term health effects of e-cigarettes are not yet apparent, but vapors who believe their health is at risk should quit. Anyone experiencing the problems mentioned here should seriously consider quitting. People with friends exhibiting these symptoms should ask them to consider quitting. So, how can one stop vaping? Well, exercise is a great way to crush the craving. You also need to know why you are quitting. How is it affecting your health? And is it controlling your life? Building an accountability team is also a great way. Just ask for help. There are many groups forming to help others stop the use of e-cigarettes. This consists of in-person meetings or even a blog to reach out to others who have suffered from this addiction. Cravings usually pass in a few minutes, so using a distraction helps. Doing a quick chore around the house or listening to a song is a good distraction. It is also said that recognizing and celebrating accomplishments when you're quitting can boost resistance to stress and cravings. European use of e-cigarettes versus the American use of e-cigarettes are very different in a way that Europeans use it as a way to help smokers wean off tobacco, while the U.S. focuses on the prevention for teens because they fear they will graduate to the use of cigarettes. In America, more than 16% of American 12th graders have used e-cigarettes in the past month. More than 4% of 8th graders have done so. Overall, more than 1 in 4 American high school students have reported using an e-cigarette in the past month. Nicotine is highly addictive and can harm adolescent brain development, which continues into the early to mid-20s. What are some possible solutions to regulate and help quit vaping? In the United States, there have been a number of actions taken by the government related to vaping. In 2019, the federal government raised the minimum age to purchase tobacco and e-cigarette products to 21, and the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, issued a ban on flavored e-cigarette pods, excluding menthol and tobacco flavors. What are some policies in place by the government? In the United States, there are several policies in place related to vaping. There are age, age restrictions in December 2019, the federal government raised the minimum age to purchase tobacco and e-cigarette products from 18 to 21 years old. This law applies to all the states. Additionally, there are flavor bans. In, 20, in January 2020, the Food and Drug Administration, FDA, issued a ban on the sale of flavored e-cigarette pods. Some states and local areas have also implemented their own flavor bans. Additionally, there are marketing restrictions. Is e-cigarettes are subject to various marketing and labeling restrictions. For example, e-cigarettes cannot be marked as a safer alternative to traditional cigarettes unless authorized by the FDA. Also, there are product standards where FDA has established product standards for e-cigarettes, including requirements for manufacturing, labeling, and testing.
Some, ta- some states have also implemented taxes on e-cigarette products to discourage usage. Additionally, what are some ideas that, discour- that can discourage vaping in general? After giving it some thought, I came up with these two ideas. Government can impose high taxes on vaping products to discourage their usage. This can make the products less affordable and reduce their appeal. And the second idea is that the government should increase the regulations on vaping products to ensure they're safe for usage. This can include regulating the ingredients used in vaping liquids, ensuring that the devices are properly labeled, and requiring manufacturers to provide safety information to consumers. What are some resources out there for this deadly addicting trend of vaping? So there are many, there are several different resources available to vapors. There is a national quit line where many states have quit lines that provide free support and resources to help people quit vaping or smoking. You can find your state's quit line by searching online or calling 1-800-QUIT-NOW. Additionally, there are many apps available for smartphones that can help you track your progress and provide support as you quit vaping. Some popular options include Quit Genius, My Quit Coach, and Smoke Free. Also, there are many online support groups and forums where people who are trying to quit vaping can connect with others who are going through the same process. Some popular options include the Quit Vaping subreddit and the Quit Vaping Facebook groups. There are also human rights issues related to vaping. Vaping can have negative health consequences such as respiratory problems and addiction to nicotine. As such, governments have responsibility to protect the right to health of their citizens by regulating vaping products and ensuring that they are safe for use. Vaping can be a private activity and individuals have right to privacy in their personal choices. However, this right may be limited if Vaping has negative health effects on others, such as second-hand smoke exposure. Vaping in public spaces can expose others to second-hand smoke, which can be harmful to their health. As such, governments have a responsibility to protect the right to a safe environment by regulating where vaping can occur. How can we educate consumers about vaping? Vaping is a growing concern in the United States among teenagers and college students. That being said, public awareness campaigns can be an effective tool for educating teenagers and college students about the dangers of vaping. A successful campaign should consider the target audience, develop a clear and concise message, choose the most effective delivery method, use credible sources, develop a long-term strategy, and evaluate the effectiveness of the campaign. What are some other ways we can educate vapers? Schools can add programs that can educate students about the risk of vaping. These programs can include included into the health classes or delivered through assemblies or guest speakers. Community outreach additionally, community outreach programs can develop developed through educating parents of the teenagers and community members. These programs can be reached out to them through community events, workshops or seminars. It has said that usually you tend to vape if your friends do it, so we can implement a youth leadership program where teenagers become advocates for healthy behaviors and against vaping. How has the COVID-19 pandemic affected vaping? Let's find out from this news clip. 
COVID-19 is dominating healthcare efforts, but vaping is still a big problem in the U.S. According to Cleveland Clinic's Dr. Humberto Choi, the symptoms of vaping lung injury often mimic those of novel coronavirus. The presentation can be very similar to be someone who has uh, this um, non-specific symptoms of cough, shortness of breath, and uh, maybe fever. And we will see that the x-ray is uh, abnormal and uh, between COVID-19 and acute lung injury related to vaping, the presentation can be very similar. People who smoke traditional cigarettes face greater risk too. We do know, especially um, when someone is smoking cigarettes, uh, uh, that person is more susceptible to infection. Uh, so there is a higher risk of acquiring uh, uh, pneumonia, uh, for example. Dr. Choi says our lungs and airways are exposed to environmental factors every day, but smoking and vaping get in the way of our natural defenses. Our body is smart enough that we have mechanisms to protect our, uh, ourselves from infections that can be transmitted uh, in the air and uh, vaping uh, can affect that ability to def to, for our lungs and airways to to defend themselves from that. At Cleveland Clinic, I'm Erica Foreman. The rise of COVID-19 pandemic has overshadowed this issue. While the COVID-19 pandemic has understandably received significant attention, the issue of vaping and its health risk has not been completely overshadowed. In fact, there is evidence to suggest that vaping may increase the risk and severity of COVID-19 infections. Vaping can cause damage to the lungs and compromise the immune system, which can make individuals more, more vulnerable to respiratory infections like COVID-19. Vaping involves hand-to-mouth contact, which can increase the risk of spreading the virus. What can we do to ensure that access is given to necessary resources? We can implement policy changes, expand avail availability of helplines, and increase awareness. What do we suggest other countries should do about this issue? We should implement regulations, conduct research, and collaborate with international organizations. Some recommendations for other resources of information about the issue are Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, CDC, World Health Organization, WHO, and American Lung Association, ALA. Last but not least, thank you for listening to our podcast. We hope you found it informative and enjoyable. Remember to always vape responsibly and be mindful of your surroundings. We'll see you next time.